Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Yes! It's breaking the huddle time, and I love it. It's Wednesday. Let's talk some college football. Remember, I'm Joel Klatt, and this show only works if you get interactive. So let's go. Invite your friends right now on Facebook. Get them involved in the show. Send all the comments that you want, because you know I'm going to read some of them at the end, and I'm going to clap back at some of you, which is the best part, right? So don't be an idiot and say how. Remember, remember when referring to the rankings, say why, not how. We've learned that. It's been a, a big lesson during the course of the year. This show is sponsored by Dr. Pepper, one, because it's delicious, and also because at every home gate and tailgate, it is the one that fans crave. I absolutely love it. I can't do this show without it, and I would probably drink it even if we were sponsored by them or not because it's delicious, and I also, well, never mind. I was going to mention another company not drink company it's just where i always love to eat uh drink dr pepper as well chick-fil-a if you're out there i'm just saying the chicken sandwich and dr pepper like go together like peas and carrots here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna bring up my playoff six okay the top four and the first two out i'd love your comments as i'm going throw your comments out there remember that's what makes the show better because i'm gonna get interactive then we're gonna bring matt in we're gonna do a little bit of heisman trophy list um that should be interesting because this week i know there's a clear favorite but Two to five, I think it could be anybody. So let's get going here. The playoff committee gave us their rankings, which were hot garbage. Um, I don't quite understand the playoff committee. No one does, which, listen, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not calling myself out for being stupid or anything like this. No one understands what the playoff committee is doing. Here's my only fear before I get to my rankings about the playoff committee, and I'm sure those of you in particular Oklahoma fans will agree with me. In order for us to trust what's going to happen at the end of the year, they've got to be consistent in their behavior throughout the year. And they've been anything but, right? Like consistency of behavior completely eludes the playoff committee. And this is supposed to be 13 of the most integrous people in our sport. And they're not. They lie to us. It's like, listen, don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. You know what I'm saying? It's the Internet. I can say that. I can't say that on FS1. <laughs> Authentic. Here we go. My top six. Uh, I'm going to start with Auburn. Listen, you know if you've watched this show for any length that I haven't been a huge Auburn guy. Um, before the year, I thought that they were overrated. They, they generally are before the season, and this is one of those seasons where they're proving um, me wrong. I, I love what they have been able to do. Think about it from this perspective. Within SEC play, and I know the SEC is not what they've used, uh, they have been in the past, but in SEC play, they're running the football for 261 yards per game. That's the best in the conference. They also are scoring 43 points per game in conference play. 
That's the best in conference. Guess whose defense is struggling right now, in particular against the run, and they've got to play them in two weeks? Alabama. This is the wrong time for Alabama to have to be playing Auburn. I know they both get their cupcakes, Louisiana Monroe and Mercer, get it together SEC, start playing some real games in November. But that's a bad matchup for Alabama with those linebackers out, with Mika Fitzpatrick battling that hamstring issue. I'll get to that in a little bit. Auburn is uniquely suited right now to potentially make a run and win that Western division and play for the SEC title in a rematch against Georgia, who they just blew the doors off of last week in Jordan-Hare. All right, here we go. Number five, and this is where people are going to really start having a problem. I don't really care because I've got the data to back it up. Clemson is my number five team in the country. Um, listen, number five is still really good, so that does not make me a Clemson hater. In fact, I think Clemson's the fifth best team in all of America. Actually, I think that makes me a buyer of Clemson in particular when you look at the fact that their quarterback has not been great, right? Kelly Bryant is seven touchdowns, five interceptions. He's thrown for over 200 yards in only two of his last seven games. They are right now winning in spite of their quarterback. You can call me a hater all you want. I'm just telling you these are the facts. Clemson's not very good offensively and defensively as opposed to last week. They haven't been very good before they faced Florida State. Now you could say, hey, they dominated Florida State. Absolutely did. What did they hold them to? 21 yards rushing. Um, I think, what, 229 yards of total offense. That's good, but that's not your dad's Florida State either. I don't know, your dad, brother, whatever it is. I'll just tell you right now, Florida State is 120th in the country in total offense. So that's what you should do, right? I mean, you're the fifth best team, at least in my eyes, in the country. You should hold Florida State to 229 yards. So don't put that as a feather in your cap just yet. Keep winning ball games. You'll be fine. I think Clemson controls their own destiny, but they're not what the top four teams are uh, in my estimation. And no, again, that does not make me a Clemson hater. It makes me a Clemson realist. Thank you very much. Number four, Wisconsin. Oh, look who's finally getting some love. It's the Wisconsin Badgers. So the Badgers, they were dominant last week against Iowa. Um, I tell you what, this is an Iowa team. See, this is not like Florida State and Clemson, where Florida State's 120th in the country. Now, I know Iowa doesn't have a dominant offense, but the week before, they put up 480-plus yards and scored 55 points against Ohio State. Ohio State's a pretty good football team, okay? They're in the top 10 of the country. They're not in my top six, but they're in the top 10 of the country. And Iowa throttled them a week ago. And then they roll into Camp Randall and gain 66 total yards. What?! 66. Who's my favorite person that I mention on every single Breaking the Huddle about Wisconsin? Somebody write it down now. Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator. I bring him up every stinking week. Why? Because I love him. Uh, Jim Leonard is their second-year coach overall, defensive coordinator for the first year this year. He took over for Justin Wilcox. This is the third straight year that they've had a new defensive coordinator, and it's the second of the three years that they're also number one in total defense. That's your number one total defense in the country, folks. I mean, they are great. They are really good up front. They're very creative in the way they get to the quarterback. They're leading the Big Ten in sacks. Um, very excited to get up to Camp Randall. That's where I'm headed this week. So I know they've got questions around the quarterback. I understand that. Very similar to Clemson. Hornybrook has turned the ball over way too much, right? I think they're 115th in the country in turnovers, somewhere right around there. That's not going to get it done. However, 
they have a dominant run game where Clemson just has an adequate run game. So offensively, I actually trust Wisconsin more than I do Clemson, and I think Wisconsin's defense is better than Clemson's. That might be blasphemy for some of you down from the south, but just look at the numbers and it'll back that up. That's the best defense in the country. Clemson, while dominant at times, hasn't been that for the last oh, five or six weeks until they faced the 120th ranked offense in Florida State. So there's some facts that I throw out to you right there. Number three, Miami. And all the U fans are out there like, no, don't start believing in us now. Stay on the hater train or whatever they call it. I just got to give Miami fans some serious love right now, okay? You guys need to hear this from me, all right? You are the greatest bandwagon fans I've ever seen in my life. Like, nobody rallies to the bandwagon like Miami fans for anything. Like, it's like, oh, look, it's uh, Josh Beckett and the Marlins going to win the World Series. Woo! We're here. Yeah, it's great. Oh, now they suck. And, well, the heater here, LeBron. I love you, LeBron. Now they're not very good. Miami's back. Woo! You! That's what I'm talking about. We'll see how it goes. Listen, I love you, Miami fans. You are great bandwagoners. And I'm not going to get on the train because all of you asked me not to. I put out the Twitter poll. Do you want me to jump on the bandwagon and start picking Miami? You said absolutely not. Keep hating. So guess what? Go Virginia. Virginia over Miami this week. That's for you, Canes fans. That's what I'm talking about. By the way, John Beeson killed me in 05. I love that video. Is it bad that I love that video? Just Google it. John Beeson destroys Clatt. He got paid $500 from Phil Nevin. A little mad it wasn't more. Oh, yeah, not Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin was a Padre. I played with him in the Padres organization. <laughs> Nevin Shapiro. Nevin Shapiro. Phil, you're a good guy. You weren't paying college players what they deserved. Um, okay. <laughs> Number two. Number two. Hello, hello. Bama fans, let's go. Hashtag RTR. So typical, Clat. You're such a Bama hater. Why do you hate the SEC? I don't hate the SEC. You're just not very good this year. Uh, Bama's number two in the country right now. I know that they're undefeated, but there are some serious holes, and I'm worried for Alabama genuinely now. Let's actually talk about the team. Because offensively, I loved what they were able to do in the fourth quarter. Now, the fact that they waited until that point is, again, pointing to the fact that Saban likes to win a very certain way. Even late last year, he put the clamps down on uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, and they weren't very dynamic offensively. So if you can't run the football if you're Alabama, you're going to struggle offensively. Guess what Auburn does well? They stop the run. They stopped the run. They did it to Georgia last week. What Georgia gained? 46 yards, 1.4 per carry. And Georgia was a top 10 rushing team in the country coming into that game. So that could be problematic for Alabama against Auburn. Guess what Alabama all of a sudden starts to struggle with on defense? Stopping the run. They gave up 170-plus yards. It's back-to-back -back games that they've given up 100 yards. They haven't had that done to them since 2015. And they gave up three rushing touchdowns. That's the first time ever a Saban defense at Bama has given up three rushing touchdowns. That was to Mississippi State. Auburn's a better rushing team than Mississippi State. What do you think on Johnson and Auburn is going to do to Alabama? They just put up well over 200 yards rushing on Georgia, which had a pretty good defense coming in. Again, that matchup does not look good for the Tide. I'm just telling you, that's not the reason I have them at two. The reason I have them at two is that their resume is not very good. You know, they, you can't claim that it's a good win to beat Mississippi State, and I'll tell you why. I know it was a good game, and, and you overcame some adversity. Mississippi State is the only team in the entire country that only plays 
eight Power 5 opponents on their schedule. I bet you didn't know that. So their four non-league games consist of three group of five teams and an FCS team. Go look it up. So they win all four of those games, more power to you. That means that they're three and three against Power 5 opponents. That's not quality. That's not quality. So the playoff committee, they won't look at that, and they won't rank them accordingly. I will. Mississippi State is more like 26 to 24 in the country, not in the middle of the teens where they're propping up a team like Alabama. So this resume, folks, of the undefeated teams, you could make a clear argument. The reason I've got Wisconsin here and Alabama here is just pure eye test. Okay, A lot of that is tradition. A lot of that is that I believe in Alabama's quarterback more than Wisconsin's quarterback. This resume is not very good. And if you're honest with yourself, you would know that I'm being accurate there. All right, here we go. Boomer. Number one in the country for me is Oklahoma. If they get into the playoff, they are a matchup nightmare for everybody. Everybody. And don't bring up Auburn because guess what? Last time I saw Oklahoma play Auburn, they beat the doors off the Tigers in the Sugar Bowl just last year. All right? That's not all that different. In fact, OU's offense is even better than they were a year ago. Defense very similar, and their defense is getting better because now Neville Gallimore is back at the defensive tackle position. They've got some things going for them now. Think about what they've done in the last three weeks. Check this out, Sooner fans. Three weeks ago against Texas Tech, C.D. Lamb sets the OU freshman record for catches and receiving yards in a game. Then two weeks ago, what does Baker Mayfield do and Hollywood Brown? They set OU records, one for passing, one for receiving yards in a game. Then the very next week, what does Rodney Anderson do? Fourth different player, fourth different record, only Big 12 player ever to rush for 130 and catch for 130 yards in the same game. Who do you stop? Who do you stop? I didn't even mention Mark Andrews. I didn't even mention Trey Sermon. I didn't even mention Michael Jones. Like, that's the best offense in the country. Their offensive line dominated TCU, who came into the game as the number one defense in the country, uh, number one rushing defense in the country, number six total defense in the country. They put 38 nearly 400 yards on, on them by halftime. Baker's not even really breaking a sweat. Scores in 40 seconds in the second quarter, right at the end of the half. Looking at Lincoln Riley like, hey, what do you want to do? And then they put it in park in the second half. Don't give me this, hey, they weren't great in the second half. They didn't try to be great in the second half. Their offense was literally in park the entire second half. Why? Why was their offense in park? Because they're going to rematch TCU in the Big 12 championship game. It was actually very smart on Lincoln Riley's part. He said to himself, I can drain the clock. My defense is playing well enough, in particular with some of those true freshmen at quarterback like Trey Norwood, that we're going to win this football game. So why would I show Gary Patterson all the tools at my disposal with my offense? He had more play calls. He had more matchups that he could have gotten to in that second half. They could have put 50 on TCU pretty easily, decided not to. Stuck it at 38. He's got stuff at his disposal now when they get to that rematch in Dallas. And, again, that is the likely rematch when they get to Dallas for the Big 12 championship game. So there you have it. There's my top six. I know no, no one in the world has any problems with this whatsoever except for random surf instructors uh, who are Clemson fans. You'll see that on Friday. <laughs> All right. Joel, you finally have to admit that Auburn is the best two-loss team, right, from Nick? Obviously. Why did, did I have, do I have to say that audibly? They're the only two-loss team on my top six. Isn't that kind of self-explanatory, Nick? What, do you want to drag me through the mud while you're at it, <laughs> Nick? Like, what, what do you mean? Do you see another two-loss team on the board? No! Step into my office.
because you're freaking fired. Nick, come on. What are you talking about? I do think they're the best two-loss team in the country, in large part because of how they dismantled Georgia. Again, I think they are uniquely suited, a lot like Oklahoma, as the two best offenses in the, in the top ten. If one of these two teams or both of these two teams get into the playoff, they present a lot of problems for these other teams. I don't know if Miami's got the offense to hang with Oklahoma or Auburn. I don't think Alabama, Wisconsin, or Clemson can score with Oklahoma and Auburn. So you can tell me all you want about the Oklahoma defense. Just know this about Oklahoma. They will score nearly 40 points in a 60-minute game versus anybody. Again, that was a sixth-ranked defense, and they had 38 points and put it in park for a whole 30 minutes. They could have scored 50 on TCU. They hung 62 on Oklahoma State. Like, this offense is rolling right now. So my question then becomes, that's great, Joel. What about their defense? Well, who's keeping up with them? Maybe Auburn? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Listen, I'll give you that. But if they get into the playoff, watch out. What, Alabama, Jalen Hurts in the run game for Alabama is going to keep up with Oklahoma? I don't know. I don't know. Not after the defensive performance I just saw. Alex Hornibrook with all those interceptions? He's keeping up with Oklahoma? I don't know. Wisconsin in the top four, they're not even going to beat Ohio State from Eddie. Eddie George, are you riding into the Facebook show? I love you, Eddie George, <laughs> former coworker. I love Eddie so much. Um, we'll see if Ohio State even gets to Indianapolis because the last time I checked, Wisconsin, Wisconsin is the one that's actually punched their ticket. Now, Ohio State can claim that East Division this week. Here's the situation in which that unveils itself. If Michigan loses to Wisconsin and Ohio State wins this week, the Buckeyes are going to Indianapolis and they will sew that spot up even before playing the uh, Wolverines um, Thanksgiving week uh, next week on Saturday in Ann Arbor. So there is a situation where Ohio State can lock that up. Now, here's the thing, Eddie. Which Buckeyes team is showing up? I Okay, listen. Second half Penn State? Yeah, they beat Wisconsin. First half Penn State? The entire game against Iowa, second half against Oklahoma, that team shows up, Wisconsin will beat them. Because there's one thing I know about the two teams. You're right about Ohio State. Top end, yeah, they're better than Wisconsin. I'll give you that. This team's way more consistent. Way more consistent. I mean, the ebbs and the flows with the Buckeyes right now, their special teams are bad, and then all of a sudden their defense is giving up a lot of yards, in particular big plays. Then all of a sudden JT Barrett's throwing four interceptions. Like, I... I don't know what to do with that. This team, Wisconsin, I know what they are every single week. Jonathan Taylor, 150-plus yards. Hornibrook, two interceptions, one touchdown, an efficiency right about 130, and a defense that is going to give up right around 13 to 18 points. So if you can beat that, fine, but at least I know what they're going to bring. Ohio State, I don't know what they're going to bring. They might shut them out. They might give up 50. I don't know. Oh, we got a smiley face. Did someone bring an emoji? Oklahoma isn't even top four crying laughing emoji. Your only impressive win was Oklahoma State. And if you did a rematch right now, Oklahoma State would kill you. This is a joke, right? Who is it from? Joseph. I don't know if he means Oklahoma State or Ohio State, but it's OSU. Either way. Either what? <laughs> Joseph. Are you serious? The fact that our names are even somewhat similar is making me so upset because this is the dumbest post we've gotten all season long. So, one, congratulations. And two, you're an idiot. 
I mean, only good win, whether it was Ohio State or Oklahoma State. You can pick from either of the two OSUs who are both top 15 teams right now. By the way, both of those wins came on the road. By the way, both of those teams got beat by 10-plus points. By the way, Baker Mayfield is unbelievable. Best player in the country by a wide margin. If you're taking ranked opponents into consideration, Baker Mayfield's got a rating of 216. Next closest is 155, and it's McKenzie Milton. Next closest after that is Sam Darnold at 153. He's 60 points clear of the field in ranked matchups. So what do you mean they haven't beaten anybody? They just took TCU behind the shed at home. That was a top-10 showdown, sixth-ranked defense in the country. What, do you want to get them in a shootout? Great, 62-52 on the road in Bedlam. Oh, you want to get them in a close game in the end of the third quarter? It's like 17-13 right now. Bam, Baker Mayfield, 31-16. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Here's the flag in the blocko at Ohio State. What are you talking about, Joseph? My gosh. This one's just me. To me? Yeah. Oh. You referred to the CFP as hot garbage. Yes. The only thing that's hot garbage is that thing you call a tie around your neck from Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Your name sucks. Um, listen, listen. This tie. You're just mad. Here's the thing that I've noticed about fashion and clothes. If you're a guy out there and another guy rips on your clothes, just tip your cap because chances are that that guy's fashion is awful. And generally, guys get a little squeamish and they don't want to try anything new, you know, so they're like, oh, that's stupid, man. Oh, man, that's, that's dumb. Those pants, those, those jogger pants, no, those are, I'll never wear those two years later in joggers. That's generally what happens. So you're making fun of my tie right now. You're making fun of my tie right now. The fact of the matter is you're going to go home. You're going to take off, go to grandmother's house, get to her couch and cut a nice swatch out and make your own grandmother tie in two years. I'm just two years ahead of the curve. He just followed up and said, I love you, Joel. I love you too so much right now. Go buy yourself some joggers. No, not really. Don't buy yourself some joggers. Those things are ridiculous. I might buy some next week. Might have to buy some next week. Guess what I did buy? Ugg boots. I'll be wearing them at Wisconsin because it's going to be 30 degrees. Not the fluffy ones. I mean, they're going to be kind of stylish. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Here's the top six. I appreciate you guys all joining in, chiming in. Continue to chime in because right now, let's welcome in Matt Leinert. We're going to talk a little Heisman Trophy. All right, Matty Ice back with a little Heisman talk. Uh, what's up, bro? How are we doing? I'm good, man. You good? You, we missed You're on you last grind, week. Huh? I know. I was, I was uh, grinding away. Fox had me in Moore Park all day Wednesday, <laughs> which is about three hours away. It's fine. Just, it's know, all good. Just doing stuff. It's all know? good. Heisman list. I'm interested to see what you've got uh, this week because I don't think there's really any questions at one. So <laughs> I mean, it becomes like two to five. It's what have basic, you got? It's basically who's trying to get to New York is getting the invite. And... I just want to say, I think you win. We all know November is the month, the most important month in football for all these teams and these players in this list because I think we've had some guys not take advantage of opportunities, yeah. some guys have lost, and other guys have just kind of, kind of crept up, and they're obviously on big-time teams. So that being said, that's my first guy's carry-on Johnson for Ooh. Auburn, the running back. I think because they lost you know, two games early in the season – um, no one was talking about him, but he's been really consistent. You can check the game log. You can check the tape. This kid is really good. He, he is leads good. the SEC in rushing, and you talk about some of the big-time backs in the SEC this year. 
Uh, and that game last week against then the number one team in the country, in Georgia, it was a showcase game. Yeah. I mean, he balled. He didn't have a touchdown, but he rushed for over 160 yards. And I just think for him, it's more the potential because they play Bama in a couple Interesting. weeks. Interesting. I thought you were going somewhere else with five. So I'm. I'm what, who do you have for four? This is now it's well, very four. Four solely did this because of Jason Klein, and I put Khalil Tate in there. Wow. Um, I know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I wanted to give him some love. He's been good. Because he's been really good. He's been good. He's 5-1. and one. He's winning games. Yes. It's not like he, they're losing games. He's just having all these yards. Um, my dear friend, our friend Kristen here, told me he is 7th in the country in rushing yards. That is true. I was true. going packed with 1,300 yards rushing in, in six games as a starter. All but 86 <laughs> of his yards have been in the last six games. Yeah, it's like, unbelievable. So it's, it's, you know, it's very Lamar Jackson-esque as far as every time. He, he's that type of player. Yeah, he's dynamic, no um, doubt. And I, think, I like that one, F4. I think, I think, he'll, be, I think he'll be a frontrunner next year. I think he's going to be coming into the season next season as a, one of the top two or three candidates. Get that hype train going in I'm Tucson. Yeah, Rich Rod, Tucson, let's about, go, baby. baby. Sell some season tickets down so, there. I love it. This guy has been on my list most of the season, Jonathan Taylor yeah. from Wisconsin. And you're calling his game this week. Uh, he's number three for me Yeah, and well. he's He is um, – I'm, I'm jealous of you because you're going to get to see him play in person, but he has just been consistent. Yep. He's been a workhorse. He's, he's a rising star. Uh, he's only a true freshman. Um, and I just think this game – is sort of you know you look at the schedule and that's why people have knocked Wisconsin, but this is a game against one of the best defense. Michigan's one of the best defenses in the country, uh, very good up front. I mean, it's a showcase game for him. Yeah. And they're and they're they're they went out there in the playoffs, so they have positioned there themselves because of their running back. And he's he's put himself in the rarefied air of history right. as well, which is going to help him out. He's not just like oh he's the back for the team that might make a run to the playoff. He's only 401 yards away, which if he just averages his average, he's going to break. Um, Adrian Peterson's freshman FBS record, just over 1,900 yards. He's on pace for over 2,000 as right. a true freshman. So if he does that, I certainly think he'll, he'll be invited. He'll be, he should be invited. Yeah, I think, and, and talk about, I mean, a freshman. I mean, this kid will be around for the next couple of years. I mean, he's only going to get better. So. Ron Dane, we're coming for um, all your records, Ron. Should, should we talk about number one, or what should we do? Because well, don't you have two? We need two. Oh, sh- we yeah, you're right. Two. Oh, sorry, Bryce Love for Stanford. Um, don't worry, the nation has skipped over you, too. No, Bryce listen, Love, hey, if it. there's one person that's been on the love train, it's me all season long. Okay? I would say that both of us have been on the yeah. love train. The love train. <laughs> um Again, opportunities. You know, you talk about <laughs> Saquon Barkley, you know, struggling. You talk about Josh Adams struggling. Oh. Bryce Love last week against Washington, still Oof. one of the best defenses in the country and in the conference. And, and banged he, up. And banged up. And he dominated. First dominated. half he was held in check. The second half, check, excuse me, the second half he went off. Three touchdowns, finished over a buck 60. Uh, you, you know, Stanford. So after that truck race ended, that's when he really got going. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they're playing their best football of the season. They have a chance to get into the Pac-12 championship game. What are you doing over here? Yeah, I don't know. Are you uh, in the executives back there? What? Uh, I just took a shot at the, the truck race. The truck race was actually pretty good. You know, we were watching it. And then, yeah. oh, anyways. Um, can we get to number one? Yes. Well, and by the way, conclusion. I want to say something to you. Because, oh, you know, me. before the games, the big game last week, when we do our pregame or the night before, we air the piece you and you and Gus always do, yeah. like the pre, like a pre-look to the game. Yes, that's and true. And Gus, a couple weeks ago, wears the Gundy shirt, which yes. we get a crack out of. This week, we talk about Baker Mayfield, and I said before, I didn't even see the piece when all our guys are up there, 
And I'm like, oh, I guarantee you, Joel is going to give so much love to Baker Mayfield because oh, he is kid. your favorite player of You're all time. You're talking about the love train. And the way you started talking oh, about yeah. him, I felt like you started blushing because you were so excited to talk I about him. I might have blushed a little bit. <laughs> oh, anyways, Baker Mayfield. I love him so much. I know you do. I, I love him too. And uh, he has been the best player in college I won't football. quit you, um, Baker. I think. I, I won't think, quit you. I think he's all but locked it up. Um, obviously, just finish stay on out your this, feet, man. Yeah, just stay, stay on your feet. feet. Play well, like he's been doing. What he did against TCU right last week was Bro, pretty it was impressive, pretty special. And Lincoln um, Riley, by the way, put that offense in reverse, not even just park. Oh yeah. And he did that strategically, by the way. Everyone's like, "Well, they didn't do well in the second half." Are you all idiots? <laughs> they're having. They're going to have to rematch TCU. So Lincoln Riley was like, "Why do I need to show them right. any more than I've already showed right. them?" Gary Patterson's a very good defensive coach. He put that thing in park and said, "We'll see you in Dallas." Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think that offense is unbelievable. They're they're good. That man. offense makes me blush. You make me blush. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. I love What's, it. What, what what do you got? It's not you got all time that different. to talk about. I did, I did include. Your new guy. I did include Lamar Jackson yeah. because he is the first player ever to throw for three thousand and rush for a thousand in back to back seasons. And it, I'm not going to hold it against him that his team is not yeah, very good this year. I feel year. like I have been doing that, so my apologies. I think we all he's have. He's been great. We yeah, all have been, to a certain he's been extent. Solid, yeah. And then you can still make a case for Mason Rudolph. Yeah. He's he's been very good. I, I like the carry on Johnson. I like Khalil Tate. All those guys are, are are certainly on the list. And then the last guy I would bring up: Don't sleep on Mackenzie Milton at UCF. Their quarterback. He's been terrific. They're undefeated. Um, so that's just uh, that's my. I mean, but. I like that. I would. I like the carry on Johnson thing. I hope they bring four or five guys. That's always. I thought the more. I don't, maybe you did. It's always maybe, just random. It, it is random. But they might bring more this year because Baker's going to run away with exactly. it. That like so three, four, five, yeah. six. They'll all be fa- fairly yeah. close in the voting. Um, yeah, I do hope that they do yeah. something like that. I appreciate it, bud. Cool, man. Uh, have a good weekend. You too, dude. It's going to be cold in Wisconsin. Did you? Bring, you have a jacket and gloves. I bought. Bu- I bought boots. This <laughs> week, yeah. Uggs. Did you buy some, uh, and I can't quit you, Tom Brady. What? <laughs> what did we talk about the nerd swag? You got a shout out from Josie this week. Thank you, Josie. When I I think I tweeted you your nerd swag, and she goes, "Joel's got way more than nerd swag." Yeah, yeah. Josie, that's what so, I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what's not swaggy? How many times Matt and I are fist bumping during this segment? That's what we do, baby. That's hey, this show is sponsored by Dr. Pepper at every home That's gate and do. tailgate. It is the one that fans crave. Appreciate you watching. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, be smarter on the internet, as always, because uh, <laughs> if you're not, then I'm going to kill you. All right, bye. Woo! Yeah!